Chapter 42 Union There once was a secret treasure concealing spiritual fortune, but the only way to unlock it was to find the woman who comes out of the sea. While I heard the wind whisper how anyone could unlock it, and so that ocean of bliss told me in order to open it, we have to give up everything we cling to, and a Holy Spirit would grant us the key. That ocean explained how Jesus found the key when he was resurrected, and so a key was also given to St. Francis of Assisi. Then I heard a whisper within my family lineage about Joachim of Fiore, and there I learned how the power of our Holy Spirit could spread the fire from Christ's heart to set all beings free. When Joachim of Fiore had his awakening, he discovered profound spiritual insight relating to the book of Revelations. He believed that the Christian faith was separated into three ages, and the final age was coming when the Holy Spirit would summon the heart of Christ to unite all people and nations. The first age was that of the Father, and Joachim said that this was historically documented in the Old Testament. Then the second age was that of the Son, And so for many hundreds of years after Christ's death and resurrection, the New Testament set this precedent. Next, Joachim saw a coming age of liberation, and this was the age of the Holy Spirit in which all beings could be illuminated. This would be a contemplative utopia where all beings would come together while no race, creed, sexual orientation, or gender would be excommunicated. Joachim of Fiore believed that the Christian age was threefold just like the Trinity. The first two ages would each last for 42 generations. He believed that the Gospels of the New Testament would become subordinate to a greater eternal gospel, and the Christian churches would be replaced with the order of the just when the seven seals of the New Testament's revelations would be opened. The age of the Father was like a lock, and that age of the Son was like our sword and key. Now the age of the holy breath is upon us, and so we remember that Christ lives within all our hearts, and this inner fire is the enlightened spirit that sets all beings free. This Holy Spirit is the Divine Feminine, and her revelations reveal all kinds of fascinating wisdom and signs. This spiritual treasure comes to show us how everything is intertwined and linked together, And just as Joachim realized the profound illumination, he predicted that the light of Christ would be illuminated through all beings like a great tree and holy vine. Just as our spirit climbs to the highest heaven, this journey begins like a seed planted in the depths of earth, as the great revelation is called union, which is the magic that's responsible for every single birth. Standing upon the top of the king's pyramid, Otto raised the sword as the storm clouds cleared. The sword called Truth was in the hands of a mortal man as he held that righteous blade that all corrupt power feared. As the sun rose over the horizon, we saw the Queen's Pyramid far off over the land. There her divine form looked on when Otto held the sword high in his right hand. Now that divine woman I called my bride had shifted her form through the power of Christ's light known as Shakti. She was no longer wrathful and upset, 
but rather her new form appeared different than the woman I knew as Maha Kali. Looking through Otto's eyes, she had eight arms with various weapons seated on a great lion that was prepared and ready to attack. She held a bow, sword, trident, conch, lotus, disc, and gada, while the last hand took the apana mudra, symbolizing the purification and protection of the great mother named Maha. Who is she? Otto whispered under his breath. I am Maha Devi, the protector of all and destroyer of violent threats. Hail Mother Mary, who defeats the demons of evil and restores humanity to its best, she said. Her body was like a grand fortress, a place that was impossible to be overrun. She was Shekinah, who was the goddess that eliminates the suffering of this world, and her abode was that divine temple from which all earthly life first comes. Then her mystical form spread in the air and flew through the clouds. She was woven within nature as we watched her come closer before she descended into the crowds. All the people were watching us while they peered up at this mighty sword. And while the crowd was busy looking at Otto, the great goddess floated between the trees where she found her special reward. A human treasure waited, and there we saw Manuka who climbed up a tree like a dove high above the crowds. The goddess's body glowed over Manuka's head from what Otto's eyes could see. Of course I wanted to go closer, but now my wind was pinned within Otto's body while only the goddess's breath was ever free. I wanted to be near this goddess, but Manuka would not move from high up in that tree. Yes, she was a protector of the land, and above her was the spirit that transcends all form. This was the spirit of the divine source from which our universe was born. Then the great white crane flew between us, and so that wise teacher came near. It arrived to deliver a message, but first this great one winked, and then he smiled at fear. We are a reflection of creation, and those souls who are devoted to God's supreme love reveal the pure way. From the gross level up to the superior, creation is free from bias. It will kill or cure, and our spiritual nature has retaken hold of the cosmic blade, said the white crane. Otto's descent down from the pyramid was quick as the crowds of people came to see the sword. Then a soldier ran out from within the father's pyramid, screaming and yelling in horror. The brass door has been opened, and now a terrible beast is coming out from the pyramid's brass door, he screamed. The crowds began to back away from the king's pyramid, when Otto planted his feet like tree roots back upon the land. There the soldiers, priests, commoners, and all the light that was left waited behind one black man. Manuka climbed down from the tree and ran to Otto's side as he raised the blade high. There appeared a dark demon with five heads, two severed necks, horns, and giant wings waiting in front of the father's temple unafraid to die. We must regain control of the Father's Pyramid. Prepare for battle, yelled the soldier. It seemed as if this great beast was against all plants, creatures, and man. But I saw this as a miracle to unite all beings, and so I watched all people coming together to unite upon the earthly land. Only a demon this terrible, who appeared as deranged and mad, 
could force all beings to unite and face that inner demon which all beings had. You can't kill the beast with anger, otherwise justice will send death back upon our youth. This demon demands love from the source of creation, as this beast embodies our own inner devil that fights to destroy the essence of truth. If you kill this beast with hatred, then the truth is you'd end up as a murderer with evil in your heart. We have to feed this demon the nectar of creation, and love is where we must start," said Otto. Manuka set a hand upon Otto's shoulder, then her other hand waited on his side. She came to whisper in his ear, as if she was his greatest guide. We are looking into the abyss, because this beast is like a mirror. I fought this demon in my dreams, but up until now, it's always defeated me because I gave in to my fears. This is the beast that exists within all humanity. It is that repressed shadow who tempts both sinners and the devout. It devours, destroys, wrecks, and ruins whatever it touches so that catastrophe and chaos come about. I've lost to it many times in my dreams, but I believe we can overcome it if we refuse to turn our backs. I remember a dream where I came to smile at fear, and that's when I realized that the demon was testing me to see how I'd react," said Manuka. She looked at the sword, and this blade was crafted under great heat and pressure. There it shined like a mirror. Oh, how this blade was an ancient treasure. Are you afraid? asked Manuka. I've seen many parts of this world, and even if the people never believe me, I know that within the beast's heart also lives God in Ma and Abba, and so we must cure this beast of our own wicked disease. Once we feed this beast the nectar of creation, its heart will open and glow with the ray of the morning star. Then the people will remember the power of the Holy Spirit, and so the light of Christ within will shine forever far. Let me speak with this beast. Let me see what it's got to say. I believe a new dawn is upon us, and I believe this sword called truth is here to help our spirit pave a just and pure way," said Otto. As Otto was ready to approach the giant beast, the soldier who almost killed him ran to his side. We must fight this beast together, otherwise all of us could die, said the soldier. This beast is a reflection deep within us. It's the darkest part of who we all are. This is the consequence for crucifying Christ along with all the other innocent people and animals, as this is the demon that lives within ourselves that we have suppressed way too far. For two thousand years, the masses have followed Christ. Even I have drank Jesus' blood and eaten his flesh. But if humanity wishes to be forgiven for our past, then we must face this beast that we have long repressed. The beast is within these people. This is the beast that lives within you and me. This is the mask of the ego that rules the mind space, and this is the reason why none of us are free. The Father's Church smears ashes upon our face. In our rituals, we drink blood and eat the flesh of the Son of Man. And I bet you think I'm talking about the Christians, but I'm speaking about the Agori clan. The reason this is important is because this is where I believe Jesus' ritual of his Last Supper began. I believe he took the old Silk Road to India in his twenties, and there he learned from the sages who followed Krishna, Durga, and the Agori clan. 
when Jesus offered up his body and blood. This ritual fits the path of those Agoris who worship Shiva as Rudra. And for thousands of years before the Bible was ever written, these ancient sages were 108 beads, the same as any rosary, and they brought their hands together in prayer in the posture of Anjali Mudra. This means that the teachings of Christ likely come from the ancient East, and so the Christian faith is connected through Krishna, Rudra, and Orion's Gate. Since the Agoris were practicing these rituals for 7,000 years before Christ, this connection unites the Catholic, Jewish, and Christian faith. What Jesus did with his apostles was a secret tradition intended only for them. But after he and his apostles were killed, a church tried to honor Christ's path and so the Christians started worshiping him. Praising Jesus as their savior, the church summoned Jesus' body and blood. And so the church says that this was not just symbolic, but through the power of transubstantiation, they ate Christ's actual body and blood. By eating his body and blood, this ritual mimics the path of the Agori, since the roots of Christ's Last Supper ritual are woven throughout the ancient Buddhist scriptures and Agori stories. When we examine the path to heaven from the Christian point of view, each prayer honors the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the Heavenly Father. Yet it is Shiva's Agori who know that freedom comes through the Divine Feminine, and so they also worship the High and Holy Mother. Know that it is not a man who can slay this beast, since that demon is even more powerful than the masculine side of God. But rather there is a beautiful twist that seems to defy all odds. Only a woman can kill this beast, and this is the mother with eight arms and seven weapons. This divine feminine fortress is here to destroy the beast, and this divine feminine is our path into the kingdom of heaven," said Otto. Manuka wouldn't let go of Otto, and as I brought new air into his lungs, I felt how this breath tied these two souls together for many lifetimes, long before any human life had ever begun. Looking on as a witness, I realized the entire tree of life had been living right here. All these higher spheres gazed down from the high pillars, and all of them were smiling at fear. Oh, there was nothing to worry about. There was no way this life would go wrong. The world we lived in was like a great play, and this next revelation was God's song. Of course we were in the middle of a battle, but our ancestors above and below saw this like a great dance. Meanwhile the people of earth hustled back and forth, since everyone was up to something through the east, south, west, and north. And how lucky are we to be a part of this. Even I smiled at the beast. While the people seemed to be terrified, I even noticed that there was tremendous fear in many of the priests. But since I'm friends with Dionysus, and because I realize that Christ lives within, I know that there is an inner fire that destroys all evil, and that inner fire is an alchemical process that purifies our mistakes and sin. Know that any hardship can be seen as grist for the spiritual mill. This suffering can be used to sharpen the great sword of our soul, and so we can transmute this pain through our heart to uplift our spiritual will. Now Otto mentioned the power of a divine woman, and of course he was referring to Mahadevi, who was connected to Mother Mary. This was the woman with eight arms and seven weapons, 
She was the great ocean and liberator, since no burden was too heavy. This woman arrived as a sign of great change, and now I felt her Shakti flowing free. Somehow my bride was connected to all of our hearts, and somewhere I heard the wind whisper a sacred name. Saraswati. Looking high to the heavens, I saw the purity of Mother Mary's light twinkling from the luminous stars, and even though she seemed so far away, her bliss was not too far. She was right here with us. God's mother was always looking down. She was everywhere and in everything around. Looking back at the beast, I thought it may attack me, and that's when I heard the wind whisper another name. Lakshmi. Now I couldn't tell you how she summoned us, but it wasn't I who chose to move Otto's legs. Now Otto began walking up to that beast, and even I wondered if all of us were dead. The beast smelled horrible, its breath beyond rancid, and I prayed neither Otto or I were bewitched, but now I wondered if it was us who were divinely enchanted. This was her blade after all. It was her sword called Truth. She was the severity that balances mercy, as this woman was the mother of all our youth. All of the world's illumination was hers, and we are summoned as protectors of our holy flame. As we got closer to the beast, I heard the sword whisper the mightiest goddess's name. Durga. Her three sides were balanced as she arrived as the goddess of protection, destruction, motherhood, and wars. And anyone who opposed her did not realize what they were in for. Now Otto spoke to the beast. Don't hurt these people. There is still goodness within all hearts. We may not be able to undo the deeds of our past, but today marks a new start. The beast stood firm. Now its five heads and many eyes studied the crowd. This new pathway was up to all of us, and so I gazed up to the three goddesses waiting in the clouds. We were waiting for something, but there was nothing the demon said. Then that beast lunged forward to attack. When Otto swung the blade up, cut off one of the beast's five remaining heads. Blood gushed everywhere, and this gore covered us all. As we cut the ego away, we became protectors of our spirit's great call. There was no hatred in Otto's decision. It was done with pure love. And now the people witnessed the power of the morning star that had been passed down from beyond and above. Gone, gone, far gone, beyond far gone, the morning star rose to illuminate the seventh day's dawn. Now the beast recognized this light, and it ran away to hide from that blade. With three severed heads off, only four more heads remained. Just as I was ready to fly with the wind to Maha Devi's perch, I realized I could not detach out of Otto's body. And ever since we pulled the sword out from the stone, the wind found a human home to embody. Otto entered into the king's pyramid. There it was revealed that the brass door was opened upon the fourth floor. It had been sealed with iron rods for ages, but now the truth could not be ignored. What was the meaning of this gateless gate? What was within that giant portal covered in brass? Oh, much debate would be had, but I believe it was the opening to the mother's high teachings at last. When Otto came back to the people, he looked out at this crowd where he saw all the unique faiths ranging from Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, Jain, Sikh, 
Yorba, Jewish, Jehovah's Witness, Mormons, pagans, as well as many others and Christians. Then Otto took in a deep breath, hoping that all these followers of various faiths would take a moment to listen. The old world is dying. Let us come together to give birth to a new way. Just as the dawn rises over the horizon, we are on the brink of heaven's day, said Otto. But what about the beast? What must be done? The chaos will continue unless the beast is dead. I think all of us should depart from the Father's church and run, said a person in the crowd. The Father's temple is the foundation of our lives. We must honor the hard work of our forefathers. It is because of their ingenuity and bright minds that we have electricity, temples, technology, wisdom, industry, and shelter. And so we cannot abandon any church because the goal has always been to cultivate faith, love, and compassion. We must come together as one, as this was Jesus' great teaching before he endured his final passion, said Otto. But the mother's temple has no beast. It is pure, sovereign, and her teachings are united with the land. We should worship her alone, as she is the life giver that offers birth to all our fellow man, said a woman in the crowd. The mother must be honored in union with the father, for she cultivates the light within all hearts. Without the mother, then all of our lives would have no place to start. The divine feminine is just as important as the masculine, as both are required for creation to grow. This sword will show us the path forward, and this is how it will go, said Otto. There was a great pause when Otto drew a line along the lands. All mothers, sisters, and females step to the left, and here on the right I call our sons, fellow brothers, and fathers, said Otto. And what about me? Do you wish for me to wait in the middle? I am a transgender, and I feel like I am excluded as if my rights have been crippled, said the transgender person. The body in which you were born with means that you are human, and so we are here to include you too. If nature has given you a transgender body, then we offer you the special option to choose. Go left or right, since you are a unique being who decides where you will stand. Do you wish to join our fellow females, or will you stand on the right with our fellow man?" asked Otto. This transgender person chose the side they aligned with most, since it was not for any of us to judge. Rather, we are called to accept those who were born different from us, and so this is the definition of unconditional love. Then a youthful boy stood out from the crowd, and he voiced an opinion, and so we all waited while everyone listened. I was born a boy, but I identify as a girl, and so I demand that you must allow me to stand with the women, since this is my world, said the boy. There was a great pause, but the sword of truth knew how creation was made. Without warning, the sword rose up in Otto's hand so that the truth would forever stay. The way we are born is the way nature has called us to be. You may view and honor your inner spirit as feminine, but a boy is your outward identity. Even if you choose to be like a woman, creation called your spirit into the form of a man. And even if you undergo surgery to change this, for the sake of nature's great balance, the truth requires you to stand on the side that your body was born, 
since there is only two halves as to how creation first began. We are here to include all beings, but the truth of creation reveals where the line must be drawn. We are called to honor and unite the pillars of the masculine and feminine, and this is how the union of creation belongs," said Otto. Now Otto looked to the men on the right and the females on the left. It was silent as he stepped forward, and so he spoke on behalf of all the light that was left. The men are called to rule the mind, as the masculine has the power to protect this earth. On the other hand, it is the women who rule the heart, as it is our mothers who must protect all of life ever birthed. In order for us to achieve balance, we must come together in common communion, and so the only way our species can survive is through the highest ideal, and so this revelation is known as union," said Otto. Union? And what do you mean by this? asked a person from the crowd. Union is the relinking, or joining of two halves. It is the reuniting of earth with heaven's bliss," said Otto. And how will this union occur? asked someone else from the crowd. Today in the West, all citizens vote for a president, but after this United States of America was born 246 years ago, the corruption and disillusion is evident. The health of our citizens has gone down, so has the morale and cooperative effort. I do not believe this is our end, but rather this is our chance to make the entire earth better. There are major issues we must confront, like the use of prescriptions and lethal drugs such as Adderall and Xanax. It is obvious the patriarchy is more concerned with profit than our society's health, and so we must redefine big pharma, healthcare, fracking, climate, and sustainable energy to overcome our current leader's preposterous antics. All of our past leaders seem to care about supreme power, as they've proven they'll take any bribe, pact, and alliance if it benefits their own family and chances of election. Meanwhile, the military-industrial complex uses wars and conflicts to consume and generate the economy as an illusion for protection. There is so much we must re-examine, and we cannot accomplish this with an untrustworthy government or corrupt leaders. This is evident with the current and past politicians, and so many nations are battling fraudulent governments who lie to the masses while their cabinet embodies thieves and cheaters. Let it be known that whoever wishes for the past hypocrisy to continue will meet the truth of this blade. A new dawn is upon us, and this new idea of union is here to stay," said Otto. You want to change our president? Surely you're the one who wants control. We must overthrow this black man with the sword. What gives you the right to dictate what is best for our United States as a whole?" said a man. Aha! This is the point I'm trying to make. We must come together as one if we wish to reimagine a better world's fate. From now on, there can be no single man to rule this nation, but rather there must be a union of the masculine and feminine to determine what is best for all beings, and so this union will protect, guide, and illuminate the entire Earth's population. This union will start and develop in the West, then it will grow and spread to the United Nations where it will unite the land of all others. Know that it is not a man who is going to save the earth, but rather we will find peace 
through the union of our wise fathers and intuitive mothers. Union requires two seats upon the high throne, and so the days of a single dictator, authoritarian, and masculine democratic leadership are done. The only way our earth and human species will survive is by re-examining the truth of where all creatures, plants, and people come from. We come from our mothers, through the way of the father's seed. We must embrace equal leadership from both sides, not a husband and wife, but rather two halves voted in from both masculine and feminine viewpoints, as this is the union of how all beings can be illuminated and freed," said Otto. And how will this be done? asked a woman from the crowd. A revolution of love has arrived, and gone are the days of a sole patriarchy ruling and profiting off the land. Surely the masculine views are important, and so all the men on the right will vote and decide what is best for our right half of all our fellow boys, sons, fathers, and man. The right half is our patriarchy, and it should not be looked down upon. For many great inventions, institutions, and ideas were born from our father's ideas, and so this right side reflects the masculine attributes of intellect, protection, provisions, mercy, and brawn. The men must look after our industries, development, and economy, for the power of the masculine is required if we are to survive. We owe great respect to all our fathers who came before us, for it is them who have built the structure of our communities and empires that have come to thrive. Of course, life upon the earth is not quite stable, but humanity has grown exponentially to achieve great technology and advanced states. We must honor those who have battled, fought, and died for peace. For these warriors, police, firefighters, paramedics, and soldiers have upheld the possibility for us to reach this united fate. We must appreciate and honor the masculine, for the Father's light lives within us all. And since our fathers have been willing to do anything to protect and provide, this is half of the union, and this is a patriarchy, which it can be called," said Otto. Now Otto moved his sword from the right side of the dirt, and there it entered into the left. He looked upon the feminine aspect of this group, and there he saw everyone as our daughters, sisters, and mothers, to whom we have all been fed by her breast. Just as the patriarchy is like a father of our human intellect, so the feminine is called to be the mother over our raw hearts. Let all the mothers, daughters, and girls decide the matriarchy's leaders, and so this is how a united union will start. The matriarchy's leaders will mirror the patriarchy, as for every seat voted upon by a man, so there will be an equal and opposite seat voted in by a woman. Rather than Republican and Democrats, or House and Senate, we must seek a unifying leadership that includes both masculine and feminine opinions. There are many issues that need to be addressed, and many of these issues are aspects that our mothers know best. This includes education, communities, holistic health, women's rights, the land's health, as well as the birthing process. The matriarchy will work with the patriarchy to decide if and how war can be conducted, and how mercy and severity must be kept in sight. It is obvious that by allowing the masculine leaders all the power, our world will be corrupted, bombed, and destroyed, and so the United States must give birth to a new example, and this union is the new way our entire world's leadership and churches will be deployed. 
For some, this will be difficult to understand, but we are called to come together in the same way of birth and creation. This union is the only way our earth will survive, and so this union will become the example for all other nations. With the strength of our sons, combined with the wisdom of our fathers, we will protect our sisters and children by listening to the great understanding and intuition from our mothers. We are all for one, and life on this earth is far from done. I see a time in our future where earth discovers heaven, and upon that future all of us will shine bright like the great eastern sun. This union surpasses ego and aggression, as we are becoming an earth of one united whole. By uniting as a patriarchy and matriarchy together, we join this union to honor the depths of our ancestors' souls. Many policies are called to change, and this sword will lead the way. There will be those who oppose change, but nature will be fierce, and she will destroy those who try to lead this union astray. If we can learn to live in union with our seasons, we will find and achieve the great balance within all nature. Then the storms and intense climates will settle as we evolve, and it begins by making major changes within our legislature. In today's world, our leaders seek endless profits and gain. Meanwhile, the state of our world is in dismay, and so our governments and policies must be rearranged. We must vote in leaders with real talents, vision, and wisdom, not greedy politicians disguised in suits. We must elect people who have studied actual medicine, law, economics, engineering, climate, and holistic health so that we can pass along the correct knowledge to our youth. How is working 8 to 10 hours a day on a computer normal? It's as if all employees are taking manufactured pills to get through a single day. Surely this is not the path God saw for our society, and so the truth is that we must pave a new way. What is the right way to cultivate education for kids? How can we assist in the growth of our children's curiosity? What is the best way we can care and show respect for our elders? There are so many ideas yet to be born, and it starts by examining how our leaders have accepted so many monstrosities, shootings, and atrocities. In the past, we elected Republicans and Democrats, and this meant that half of the nation would never be at ease. But if we look from the lens of a matriarchy and patriarchy working together, then this union honors all the viewpoints that everyone sees. We should learn to smile at fear, as we are called to join the head and the heart, bring the masculine and feminine together in our leadership, not one above the other, but rather we will come together as one united world, and this union is where we will start. Time will tell if our species will make it or not. After all, we all we got, said Otto. That's a lot of information. Now what are you getting at? You're saying that the masculine and feminine sides will vote for two separate halves? Well, I'm not sure about that, said a person in the crowd. This does not apply to businesses, groups, schools, clubs, or anything like that. This is strictly for Congress and anyone who contributes to creating laws and legislation. Since the masculine has conquered the world because there have now been wars in every single nation, there is only one way we can come together, and it's when we meet in the middle. We are mirroring the seed of creation, and this union is going to take us up to heaven little by little, said Otto.
Well, if you had to sum it up briefly, then what would you say? If you could put this revelation into a simple sentence or two, then what are you trying to convey? Asked a stranger. Fathers of the patriarchy will look after matters of the mind, and mothers of the matriarchy will look after matters of the heart, not quite married to each other, but rather a great and grand balance to bring out the strength from our counterparts, not one against the other, but rather two in union to make one together. This is the union that destroys all corrupt and unjust oppressors. When we partner together, we live beyond our ego to benefit all others. We must follow the ways of nature. Heaven and earth can be joined, and it starts by relinking the bond between the fathers and the mothers, said Otto, studying the crowds. I could sense the patterns clinging to old ways. The past was all these people ever knew, and this was the myth of normal that had been passed along from their grandparents' days. Now, of course, change can be frightening, but so is our future if we don't adapt. If we only stay the same, then all it takes is one masculine ego to bombard this world before every plant, animal, and human will be under attack. This union requires us to embrace a practice of letting go. Let go of what you think you know. Let go of what you think you own. Let go of your fears and let go of the attachments you hold so near. We are learning to come together, and this happens by letting go. It is time to find union together, and then our Holy Spirit will forever grow. But how do you think this will work? asked a young child. Look to nature. Everything is accomplished, and her seasons are never in a hurry. One day at a time. We should be present here and now, then there is no need to worry. Once we implement union in our governments and churches, then the next step is to examine the teachings sprouting from this land. Nature is never in a rush, yet it accomplishes all things according to the divine plan. This union of creation reveals the magic of how two become one, and so we must look to nature to remember where we are from. We are all born of this earth, and so we must follow in nature's ways. We must work hard and plant seeds of good action in spring. Then in summer we are called to enjoy, relax, and play. We will harvest the industries, economies, and business in the fall. Then we'll need to rest and hibernate in the winter with family and friends. And once a new spring comes, we will bloom when the sun illuminates the day to all Earth's ends. Nature is our answer, and I pray that we will embrace her and his ways to make up for the tragedies of the past. If not, nature will erase the human disease from the Earth, and if we cannot evolve into union, then our species will not last. It had been a long journey for us all, and so Otto, Manuka, the black cat named Jane and Francis moved away from the crowds, and on the seventh day, Otto came to rest. Just as it was written in the 28th chapter of Genesis, Otto found a stone from that place and put it as his pillow. Then he laid down in that place to sleep, and he dreamt. And behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God, 
and the land thou lie. To thee will I give thy seed, and thy seed shall be as dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And from thy seed shall all families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places where thou may go, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And when he awakened out of his sleep, and he said, Surely God is in this place, and we knew it not. Looking out at the state of the earth, he said, How dreadful was this place! This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. He rose up and took that stone that he had put for his pillow, and he set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. That was from Genesis in the Bible, and so it reminds me of another stone hidden within a story. I have watched Shiva's followers pour liquid, milk, honey, and oil over a stone shrine, and that group comes from Hinduism called Rudra's Agoris. The point of all these words in writing is not to argue what is right and what is wrong. The point is to reveal how we are intertwined through all our religions, cultures, and communities. We are all born of one planet, and that is why all animals, plants, and people belong. No need to trust my word alone. Go out and discover what is true. After all, Joseph's ladder, as written in Genesis, mirrors the ladder called the Jewish Kabbalah, and this is the same magic of how the grapevine grew. There are four more books coming, and I alone am not the sole writer. I have taken scripture from all religions, people, and places, as this collection of stories is dedicated to Mother Earth, and so I bow to her.